Thank you for tuning into the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed therapist here in Atlanta, Georgia. I specialize in maternal mental health. So we're going to kick back and talk all things mommy-to-be, motherhood, and just overall being a woman. So listen to some great conversation, hot topics, and whatever is on my mind at the time. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Push Through. And today, we have a treat. Um, It's 2020, welcome to the new decade, happy new year. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about a lot of the things that I'm into currently, and then also what I am looking forward to in this new year of 2020 that I'm, I'm really, really excited about and some other quirky things um, that kind of go in, into all of that. So today is just me, but I hope everybody had a great holiday. I hope Christmas went well. I know the first episode launched on New Year's Day, which was super exciting. We've recorded that. I was about to say filmed. We recorded that sometime in early December. So this is actually like my first time recording since the holidays. Um, So yeah, hey, welcome. So anyway, so let's get started. Um, The first thing I wanted to talk about is just a couple of things that I'm really into right now. (laughs) Just to share with you, these are random things. They have nothing to do with anything. But whenever I like something and I think that it's really cool, I like to share it with people. So first things first, Um, I used to be really into television, and I've cut back tremendously. We're actually getting ready to get rid of cable, which I think is a common thing. It's not something that's taboo because we live in an age where streaming is everything, and I'm almost feeling like by the time my son is an adult, cable will be like non-existent, like everyone will be like, cable, what's that? Um, Because there's Netflix, there's Hulu, there's Amazon Prime, there's Disney Plus, there's Apple TV, CBS has an app, and HBO Go, like it's it's just, it's crazy. And, And there's good shows on all of them, but of course I can't have it all. And Netflix keeps going up on its price every year. Soon it's gonna be like $30. Um, but I have cut back tremendously on television because I used to watch a lot of it. And I am someone who is very cautious about my time. Um, I've had people who are friends who've said to me, Keisha, you're so productive. Like you get so many things done. Like how do you do it all? Which I really don't even think that I'm that productive. And half the time I think I'm kind of lazy and I could be doing more, but I digress. But a big thing that I get rid of is being sucked into television. So I don't even watch reality TV anymore. I used to be all about Real Housewives of New York, Atlanta, OC, and Beverly Hills. Like, faithfully. When they came on, I was all about it. Especially Real Housewives of Atlanta. Especially. And I would have all of this commentary to want to talk about. And then, maybe it's because I'm a therapist... But I was even into like reality shows that had ideologies that were like just different than mine. Not that I judged it, but that I was just curious about it. Like sister wives or finding a sister wife. There was a couple on there, a black couple that was from Marietta, Georgia, that I was just like fascinated about. And um, I would even watch like shows like that. 
um, television shows like 600 Pound Life, 90 Day Fiance. Like I was a reality TV junkie, but I did have my limits. I didn't watch um, Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> I just, I could not. I did watch Atlanta, maybe like the first season and I watched New York's first season. But I cannot do bad relationships, especially when I feel like the woman can move on and find someone who is better and just to like to watch the toxicity of it all and how scripted it seemed, which all reality TV is scripted, but you know, the usual, you know, we need to meet, we need to sit down and have lunch. Let's just talk. And then someone says something that triggers something. Someone throws a glass, cameras, producers come out of nowhere. It was just enough. But I say all of that to say I have not indulged in any of that <clears throat> in about a year and a half. It's been that long. And sometimes I'll miss Real Housewives of Atlanta and I'll see like different clips of things and I'll wonder like, oh my gosh, what's going on now? Or who are these new people? Like for instance, I posted on Push Through how Dennis, Portia's fiance, Portia Williams, had made the comment that he cheated on her after she had her baby because she was going through postpartum depression, which I would love to get into. I was thinking about, should we talk about this this episode or should that just be a whole episode by itself? And I was thinking about inviting a couple of fathers on to the show so that we could talk about it because my friend Crystal said that's an interesting topic. So I'm going to table that, but um, things like that kind of make me want to like go back to it. Um, but anyway, so now I I don't watch it as much. Usually if I do watch television, it's like YouTube. But most of the time, I spend my time um, just like getting my life together, quite honestly. Um, just doing a whole bunch of different things. But when I do watch, I like to watch quality television. So that's good acting, good writing, good directing, good cinematography, just all of that. So two shows that were limited series that I did recently watch, one of them was Watchmen. That was on HBO. And Watchmen was only like nine episodes. And when I tell you, that was like the best show. I'll even say it was better than Game of Thrones season this year. It was the best show I've watched all year. Like, I know a lot of people were saying, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I can't even piece anything together. I was here for it. I was down for the confusion. I was on Reddit trying to like piece together clues. I was here for it. But what I loved about it so much was that it was such a strong cast. It was written very well. <clears throat> I remember being younger. Excuse me. <clears throat> I remember being younger and into the graphic novel. Um, my boyfriend, who's now my husband... And I went to see the movie when it was a film, when it came out. We went to the midnight show. I had to drink some water, sorry. And um, I remember we were even like a dis little disappointed with the movie. It just wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And so when they previewed that HBO was going to be having a limited series, I was interested, but then I saw that Regina King was going to be doing it. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. And from the first... 10 minutes of the first episode hooked <laughs> like 
Like this show is incredible. It talked about um, the Tulsa massacre that happened um, that we really don't even like learn much about in school. It was it was just it was just magical. And the last episode with Dr. Manhattan, which is super handsome, very, very, very handsome man. And <laughs> I love the chemistry that he had with Regina King's character, Angela. And when, I'm not going to spoil it, but he says to her in this really like incredible moment that he is presently living through every single moment that he and her had experienced together. And it was so sweet. And I know like this is like a, a fantasy sci-fi um, comic book graphic novel, you know, type of genre. But I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like the sweetest thing ever. It was it was really, really good. So I, I give it five thumbs up. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Even if you aren't into the Marvel DC type of thing, I think that you would really enjoy this. Um, the second show that I saw that was not as good but I'm going to talk about it just because it was something that did intrigue me at the beginning and at the end, like the final episode, I was kind of like, what was Castle Rock? The first season on Hulu. I haven't watched the second season. Um, Castle Rock is a book of short stories by Stephen King. And I typically like Stephen King's work. I pretty much have seen most of everything that he's put out. I've read several of his novels. I think he's very talented, and I was interested in the first season of Castle Rock because I really liked the cast of the show, and the first episode was intriguing as well. Like I like when episodes kind of pull you in from the beginning, and they have a good pace. They give you a little bit of info as you go along, and then towards the end, everything comes around full circle. I really like of a film or television show that can do that. And I think um, with character development, good writing, good acting, it can really pull in an audience when it all kind of makes sense. But the final episode didn't make sense, <laughs> at least to me. You may enjoy it, but I, it was kind of like you climb Mount Kilimanjaro and you get to the top and you realize you were really on land the entire time and you never really elevated anywhere. That's how, that's how I felt in the last episode. Um, so you give it a watch and then tell me what you think. Okay, so those are the two shows. A movie that I recently watched, a friend of mine recommended it. It was called Britney Runs a Marathon. It's on Amazon. Y'all, I watched this on Saturday. And I like stayed up. I was the only one that was up in the house. I stayed up and watched it. I was crying at the end of the movie, <laughs> like crying. And it's kind of like a comedy, but it was super inspiring. It's about a woman who is in her, I would say late 20s, maybe mid, late 20s. And she was considered as the fat friend. She had poor self-esteem. She had some family dynamic issues. Um, I think her father had passed away. She did not have good friends. She was like the fat friend. 
um, they considered her ass. So she was like the plus one of the group when all she looked at all of her friends as being like the slim, pretty ones, and she was just kind of there. She kind of had this no going nowhere career. She didn't take life seriously. She drank a lot. She would do party drugs. And she had toxic situations with guys where she would put herself in situations that she didn't want to be in, but she would just do it anyway because she didn't have confidence. So she goes to the doctor for a physical. Well, it wasn't even a physical. I think it was for an ulterior motive. And the doctor recognizes that she was in incredibly poor health. She had like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And he was saying for your age, you really need to lose weight and, you know, whatever you're consuming, like, you know, you're not going to be here longer. You really need to take your health seriously. So she goes to a gym. She can't afford it because it's super expensive. And this is set in New York. And so she realizes that running outside is for free. So uh, long story short, she really gets into running and you see her journey from start to finish, um, literally and figuratively. And it was just incredibly inspiring. And I, I loved absolutely every minute of it. And I felt like it was really courageous. And I think that every woman should watch it. And not just for, for weight or diet or anything like that, but just kind of like the moral of the story of when you want to create a change in your life, you have the ability to do so. You just can't give up on yourself or let naysayers on the outside distract you or tear you down, or not make you believe in yourself. But it's kind of like when I was saying in that first intro episode that I recorded that I feel like everybody has the tools within to do and be whoever they want to be, but you just have to be able to tap into it and own it and maintain it. And I think the movie did a really good job at exhibiting that. So if Push Through had a movie <laughs> that represented... Um, everything what it was about, I would think Britney Runs a Marathon would be it. And it is on Amazon Prime if you have it. Highly recommend it. So those are three things that I've watched. So let's get into what I've been listening. I discovered an artist. She's been out for a minute now. Um, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who was in town for the Christmas holidays from New York, Sanithia, who I love. And she and I somehow got on the topic of Michael B. Jordan. And we were talking about the fact that he is dating Snow uh, Allegra, I think is how you say it. And Sanithia was saying how she's a really good artist. And Sanithia um, and, and I have similar tastes in music. So remember how I was saying I'm a pretty calm, chill person? So I like calm, chill music as well. The only time I listen to like some turn up or some trap or something like that is when I'm exercising, running, or in the moments where I may want to go to a party or something like that. But day to day, I like my Anita Baker. I like my Sade. <clears throat> I like my calm, relaxing music. Especially if I've had a long day at the office and I have to trek it back home. I like something that's going to kind of ground me and not take too much of my energy. But kind of just bring me back to the present. So... Um, I took up what she said and I decided to look her up and guys, she has this album that came out in August of 2019. It's called, uh, those feelings again. 
it is really good from start to finish. And from what I've read about her, people are comparing her to Sade, which there isn't another Sade. So she's not Sade, so let's debunk that right now. But I will credit her for having a really great sound. She sounds really good. And she's going to be in Atlanta in May. And although I'll be a month postpartum, I'm going to go. She's going to be at the Roxy. So I'm going to get tickets and I'm going to go. But I want you to hear just a snippet of her sound. I know that I don't make things clear. I fall for you every time I try to resist you. We can get away. Palm trees, beach views, with an day. All I want to hear is in the visions I replay. Sit right next to you. You. I try not to show how I feel about you. Think it was your way. But we don't really want to. I just want to get away. And sit right next to you. bumping her album start to finish love it the second person that I've been on has been Sabrina Claudio I think it's how you say it I think Sabrina is Cuban and she's not been out too long I think maybe she's as fresh as snow um and she kind of has the same vibe R&B you know that Janae Aiko that light fluttery voice um, but it's really soothing and soft sounds, so I like it. And she has a remix of a song that I really, really love with Black, and I want you to just listen to a snippet of that. Take chill soft I was telling my friend although people said that they canceled Daniel Caesar I don't care that album Daniel Caesar had Freudian start to finish love it waiting for him to come to Atlanta so I can go to a show but he's been in Europe touring for a while now but that is that's all you'll you'll hear on my title account all of the playlists I have created music like that I just love it Um, The last thing I'm going to bring up as far as likes is, I don't know if you guys have heard of Goop, and this isn't a promo for them in any way. Um, It's more so something that I'm just interested in so that I can evaluate it. So a lot of the times for my clients, sometimes when I give them homework, it may be to listen to a podcast episode, and that episode may feature a therapist, a psychiatrist, or psychologist that is covering a topic that we've been working on in session. And they may offer like some tips 
or just some thought-provoking material or even some coping skills. So the Goop podcast is something where I feel like they have a, a lot of jewels in their episodes because they dive a lot into mental health, a lot. Um, but I know that Goop has a reputation of being very pretentious and they're, they appear as if their target audience, if you go to their website and just look at all of the wellness products that they serve, some of the research and articles that they present seem to be for a wealthier class of people that aren't necessarily people of color or people of a lower social economic status. That's what they appear to be. Now, what is that their intentions behind their brand? I don't know, but I know from listening to some of their podcast episodes, I've appreciated some things that they presented on anxiety, trauma, um, even just sexuality, intimacy, a lot of the things that I felt like were enriching and beneficial. So interestingly enough, Goop has a new television show that's going to be premiering on Netflix, and they are going to be covering a lot of those topics on female sexuality, um, on a lot of wellness exercises, the body, as well as some supplements and things that are kind of natural in the world and kind of like experimenting with several types of therapies, like how now there's Reiki, now there's um, sound therapy, all of that stuff. They're taking it a te- step further and experimenting with even more things that we haven't really heard of or thought about. So I'm interested in that. I saw the trailer, I think on Monday, and it's already getting a bad rep. <laughs> when I read some articles in the New York Times, as well as Huffington Post, people were kind of already bashing it for those reasons that I told you about of how people view Goop. And a lot of physicians are saying how there's been lawsuits against Goop in the past based off of things that may not have been research-based, evidence-based. And I'm not here to say either or, you know, who am I? All I can do is view it and give my opinion of it. So I'm just putting that out there that that was something that piqued my interest. Once it does premiere, I'm going to watch it and then I will report back on my opinion. So those are my likes. But before we get into Welcome to 2020, which is the topic of the show, I just wanted to make a couple of announcements. So the website is live. The website launched on... When did it launch? Monday? (laughs) It launched on Monday, and I'm so excited. And I could go into this long story about (laughs) my website journey (laughs) as far as how originally I had a website, KeishaReeves.com, that housed everything that I did from counseling, from the push-through boxes that I sell, from events that I host, workshops, conference. It was supposed to be a one-stop shop of everything that I do under the brand of Keisha Reeves. However, um, there were a lot of hiccups, a lot of frustrations, a ton of money that was spent. And that website now only just houses the fact that I'm a therapist, basically. And I ended up creating a separate website for push-through. So to avoid the soap opera version of what happened and everything that went down. Um, In hindsight, I think it was a better idea to have 
two separate websites. I was trying to avoid having two separate websites because I thought it would be easier for me, but I think it's easier for people who may not live in Georgia or people who may not necessarily be seeking out counseling but want to be interested in the podcast or purchasing a box or getting a ticket to the conference or even looking into the directory, the push-through website is something that's beneficial to them. So the website's live. It is www.pushthroughmom.com, and it's it's great. Like, I, I love it. Um, a piece that is added to it that I haven't really talked about is a directory page where all services that a woman or mother may be looking for can be housed in one place. So if you are ever seeking out um, prenatal yoga, pelvic floor exercises, a chiropractor, um, a therapist, and what just anything, whatever, um, that's geared to being a mom, you'll be able to find it all there on the directory. And it's not something that you'll have to go to Google or not even like things that you may not even know about. Like, I didn't really know that you could go to a chiropractor if you were pregnant or had had a baby or you could take your baby to the chiropractor. Had no idea until I got into this world. Um, but for women who may be experiencing those needs or may be recommended to do something like that, this is a place where all of that is housed, where you don't have to do the research. Is all presented there for you. As well as early bird tickets are now on sale for the 2020 Push Through Mama Conference, which is going to be on September 5th, 2020. I think that's the right date. Um, super excited about that. I'm going to be solidifying the venue for the place um, in two weeks. So I will announce where that's going to be. The itinerary and the schedule for the conference is pretty much done. There's a couple of things that I need to add to it, but it's going to be a great, great conference. It's going to be bigger, better, you know, just super awesome. And last year was my first year doing it, and it exceeded my expectations. Of course, with it being my first year, I learned a lot as far as like what venue really does work for places like this or how long should breakout sessions be, um, kind of how to expedite all of those things. So I think with learning what worked, what didn't work from the first one is going to make the second one even better. So early bird tickets are on sale. If you would like to get your ticket, please get into it. So before we get into 2020, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to play some more of Sabrina Claudio, and I'll be right back. having some water <laughs> and getting ready, I wanted to hop into today's topic for the show, which is welcome to 2020. Um, I'm excited about 2020. And the reason I say this is because this is going to sound kind of weird, but I really like even numbers. 
I was born on April 8th. <laughs> and so any even numbers I just think are like the best. And 2018 was an awesome year for me. Um, I took, we took so many trips. We did so many things. Like we really like lived in 2018. 2019 was also a really good year. I can't, I can't deny that. And I know a lot of people have said, you know, they were ready to get out of 2019 and be done with it, throw it away. And you know, people's experiences kind of, kind of vary person to person. Um, 2019 had some challenges. But it wasn't all bad for me. There were a lot of blessings. I went to Italy for the first time. I'd never traveled abroad before, never been to Europe. And I went for eight days. <laughs> I went with a good friend of mine and her parents. And we had like a blast. And I tell people all the time, you know, you can't travel with everybody. But we were great travel companions. I enjoyed every minute with her. We had so many laughs. We ate so much food. And it was like the trip of a lifetime. Definitely something that was memorable. And just had like a lot of great experiences this year. This this year I went private practice full time. I started June 3rd, January 3rd, I'm sorry. And did not look back at my corporate job because I was doing private practice part time for a while. And it's been great. You know, I financially it met all of my needs. There was never a struggle in that, and I felt like I was able to do what I am incredibly passionate about, being able to manage my own business, being self-employed, being able to market myself. I met so many people in this world of maternal mental health that I not necessarily would have ever met. Even like having my first conference this year was a big deal. I put it together thought of it by myself, reached out to people to see like, hey, can you be a part or hey, can you present? Everybody was so nice, so kind, volunteered, did it, you know, took the time out, just blessed, met some incredible people along the way. I was in my first magazine, CEO Mom Magazine, and that was super cool. I spoke at a lot of great speaking engagements. That was super cool. I did a lot of things solo by myself. And I'm an introvert, and so things like that can be a little intimidating, but I did it. I went to um, Summit 21 conference in Atlanta alone, and it was a two-day conference. And then I went to Elaine Walter Ross book signing um, for her memoir that had came out. And it was, More Than Enough was the name of the book, and it was moderated by um, someone that I think is Mara Brockock Hell, who was the creator of what was the name of the shows? <laughs> she did Girlfriends. Um, she did like a lot of amazing things, and um, I went by myself. And each time that I met, I went, I met some really great women, you know, by myself. Everybody was super welcoming, and I was proud of myself for just getting out of my comfort zone this year, uh, last year rather. I felt like 2019 was definitely about stepping outside of myself and seeing my growth. And I was really psyched about that. So with 2020 coming, I wanted to take it a step further, but do some more things for, I don't want to say like inner work. Um, I want to describe it as inner growth, I guess, becoming more centered, more grounded. And so as I 
talk about these things is also a way of me being able to tell you about some resources that are out there in case you're interested in doing any of these things or making this a part of some of the things that you want to add to what you want to get out of 2020. So the first thing I put down is I wanted to be able to nurture my relationships, and that's with friendships and family. And I say that not in any type of negative way, as if as if I don't, or if there's like an issue with any of them. But I say that as in, I want to make them like even better, because I'm always thinking about being a better daughter, being a better sister, um, being a better wife, mom, being a better friend. And the friend piece, I think when you do become a wife and a mother and a self-employed or a stay-at-home or an employed for a company person, being a good friend can be difficult. (laughs) And it's not intentional. I just think that life can take over And you have to keep it in mind because I think that friendships are just like any other relationship that needs to be watered like a flower in order for it to continue to grow. And I know that I often hear people say, you know, oh, I have this friend and, you know, we haven't talked in so long. But when we do, we just pick right back up where we left off. And I do think that that's great. And I have those friendships. But I also want to make sure that there is a point where we pick up where we never, as if we never left off, because I think that that's easy to happen. And I'll give you a great example. My husband works a job where he works a lot. Um, He works 12-hour shifts, and sometimes, you know, we may not see him, because we kind of, we go to bed early, and we get up early, and we'll just miss each other. And when we see each other, it's kind of like passing information. And he's only off every other weekend and so the weekends that he aren't he isn't off I'll try to have those weekends where I do things with friends or with family but usually my son is with me and you know it's different when you hang out with your friends with your kid versus when you don't have your kid it just can be different sometimes (laughs) because you can do different things with or without them and so I can do more things without my son When my husband is off, but when my husband is off, sometimes I just want to do things with him (laughs) or with us as a family. So that really like locks me in or any woman who may be in this similar situation in. And then especially if you have friends who don't have kids and they may not be immune to two year old behaviors. And so you don't want them to be annoyed and not that they would be annoyed because they're your friend and they get it but you know sometimes like trying to manage a two-year-old at a restaurant and y'all been like waiting to get seated for like an hour and then you finally sit down and it's crowded it's busy and you're trying to feed them and they may need to go to the potty they may need a nap at this point you know the tablet ain't working it died it can just be a lot going on and you you don't really get to catch up like you want to because you're kind of distracted And so I want to focus more so on finding loopholes on nurturing those relationships in whatever way that I can. And something about America that I feel like we often want to catch up with people by going out to dinner. And I don't want to always do that. (laughs) Because I think that 
Um, there's so much other things that you can do. For example, my friend Lee and I went to see the Nutcracker at the Fox Theater before Christmas. And Leah and I love going to shows. We love Broadway shows. We love plays, musicals, operas, orchestras, all of that. Like, she is my go-to for doing things like that. And it's so fun because we get there early. We talk. We catch up. We watch the show. And then afterwards, we'll do something. It may be dinner. But the whole point of us going out was to see this show. And that's a great bonding time for us. I have another friend of mine, Unika. We're really into horror movies, and she's the only person that I know that watches horror movies. <laughs> and so whenever something is like about to come out, we'll text each other, hey, look at this trailer. We have to go see it. What is the date? What time? We may go on a random Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. and meet at Atlantic Station and go see a movie. Um, Unika and I have also taken like a yoga class together, just like random things. And I think that I want to do more things like that. My friend Mallory and I will go hiking bi-weekly and usually we'll do like a four mile hike, four or five mile hike. And it gives us so much time to really catch up, to talk. Plus it's exercising, plus it's outside and is doing something. And I want to be more intentional with nurturing those relationships. And I say that because I am blessed to have my friends. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't have sisters. I have four brothers and God did not bless me with sisters. I feel like because he blessed me with a incredible group of friends and they are just the best. Like they, they are the best. Um, and I cannot say thank you enough for each of them for always being there for me whenever I need them, for being supportive of me, for promoting me, motivating me, encouraging me, and really being like family in my life. And a lot of people don't have that. And I don't have a massive group of friends, but I have a, a good enough handful of them where I can definitely never feel alone. And if I need anybody you know, they would be there for me and they would do, you know, whatever they can for me. And I think that's an incredible blessing. And if, and I always like struggle with feeling indebted to people when they do things for me. Um, so as much as they are there for me, I want to be there for them. You know, if they need to talk, if they need me physically, if they invite me somewhere, if they need me to support them in something, then I want to be there, whether purchasing an item, showing up to an event, whatever I can in what capacity I can within my, my time limits, my restraints. Like I said, finding those loopholes so that I can be there for them. I want to show up for them because what a blessing it is to have some authentic, genuine, real people in your life that care and love you. <laughs> so that's the first thing. So something to take away from that piece is Kind of evaluating for yourself with everything that you do juggle as a mom, as a wife or partner, as a single mother, as a woman in general, do you feel like you're a good friend? Do you feel like you show up? Do you feel like you nurture these relationships, rather friendships or family? Or do you think you could do a little bit more? 
And not everything that you do has to cost money. Like I said, I go for a hike biweekly. It could just be meeting at the park. It could be them just coming over. I have a friend of mine. She and I have kids the same age, and we do play dates as much as we can. And it is a day event. Like She will come over at 2 o'clock, and she won't leave until like 8, 9 o'clock. We will get dinner. We have snacks. The kids will run wild. And we really enjoy that time together. And the kids do too. And and look, we look forward to it. Um, so whatever it can be, that those relationships can be nurtured. Because sometimes friends fall off. And it's a shame because we go through things in life. And sometimes we really need people. And sometimes they really need us. The second thing I wanted to talk about was I want to be more into meditation. That is a skill that I try to practice with my clients because I think that it's really good for anyone to partake in because we live in a world where social media is very dominating, where everything takes us out of the present, whether it's anxiety, racing thoughts, overanalyzing things, being on our phones, talking on our phones, texting, scrolling through Instagram, on the shade room, being on an app, Tinder, dating, whatever. We lose the, the, the blessing of being present. We have to take a picture of our food when we're out to dinner. We have to take a selfie when we're at the concert. We have to record the concert. We can't just be in it. Just, just put the phone down and just be there. Like, like you have a photograph of it in your mind. You don't have to post it to show everybody. Hey, I was, I was front row at the Drake concert. You know you were at the Drake concert. Just be there with Drake in front of you. You don't have to do all of that. And I think meditation is a good way to reel it back in. And meditation sounds so much easier said than done. Because if you do it right, it's hard. It's hard to get out of your head and sit there even for five minutes and not think about what you have to do after you get done meditating, what you did before you meditated, um, what that person said to you this morning, what your boss did that really pissed you off, that email that you got that afternoon that you know made you feel some type of way. It's hard. It's really hard to focus in in the moment and not be distracted in other things. And I am someone who wants to work on that muscle, that ability to do that. I think that I've done a better job with being more present over the past year and a half, two years. Um, usually on social media, I don't post every day. When you do see a post on the push through page, it's a scheduled post. So I'll schedule them all out on a Sunday and have them sporadically post throughout the week. So when someone says, oh, did you see this? Did you see that on social media? And I have no idea what they're talking about because I haven't been on social media because um, social media will take so much of my time, and I have to allot my time to other things that are more important. And another thing that I do that's really helpful that I've shared with friends, when I feel the urge to get on social media, because I know that, you know, if you're waiting at the doctor's office, or if you are, you know, somewhere waiting for a friend or something, automatically you may just, like, hit that Instagram button and just start scrolling. So instead, I hit the news app on my phone and I try to get updated on what's going on in the world, like what's happening in Iran right now. <laughs> 
And I feel like that's more beneficial to me. And I think it's also more beneficial and educational to get your news from the news versus social media. Because social media will filter the news based off of the algorithm of what you select and seem to be interested in. And that's not always accurate. So that's a, that's a slight tip. But to give a recommendation of a resource for meditation, I always recommend the Calm app. Um, it does have a few features on it that is for free. But the overall app, at some point, you do have to purchase. And I think it's about $65 to $70. But... Um, if you go to the YouTube channel, Calm app, all of that stuff is for free. And they have several different types of meditations. They have a sleep stories meditation that help you transition to sleep. They have one for stress management. They have one for anxiety and a lot of other ones that are just guided meditations. They have a body scan. I recommend it to all of my clients. I think it's phenomenal. I'm going to leave the link um, in the show notes. So you'll be able to explore that. But I challenge you to be more present as I am going to challenge myself and meditate. The next one is self-care. Um, 2018 was the beginning of my self-care journey. 2017, I completely neglected myself. That was when I had Ezra. I'll get into that when I have that episode of my birth story. But 2017, Keisha wasn't even on the back burner. Keisha was in the cupboard. She was with the door closed. She wasn't even a thought. <laughs> and so now, 2020, Keisha is on the island. And she is the cheese plate. She's center of everything. And she is taking care of herself. And she's making sure she's doing great. So everything around her is doing fantastic as well. And a big thing that I did was, um, of course I got me a trainer, um, a physical trainer. And I say, of course, like, of course I got me a trainer, <laughs> but, um, I, I, his name was Brian or is Brian and he's great. And I'll get into that in my birth story. But, um, a huge piece of that self-care was seeing Kim and Kim is with Canvas Skincare Clinicals, Clinical Skincare. Um, and she is an esthetician, licensed esthetician. She owns her own uh, boutique as well as her own skincare line. And I have had acne my entire life, like since fifth grade. And my acne is hormonal. And it is not that simple skin where I can just take some African black soap and my skin will clear up. I don't have that type of skin. I, my skin needs chemicals. It needs some salicylic acid and some benzoyl peroxide and probably some antibiotics. Um, it flares up definitely around my cycle and I have to watch what I eat. I, you rarely see me drink soda because of my skin. I don't intake anything other than water typically because of my skin and I'm very cautious about my sugar intake and I love sugar but it also affects my skin and I'm cautious about stress because that affects my skin <laughs> so all of that in consideration in addition to taking all of the right products for my skin so when I'm pregnant typically my skin gets horrendous um, because I have so many hormones going around and I can't take anything for my skin. 
because it's not good for the baby. I can't take any medication. I can't take any chemicals. Everything that I put on my skin has to be natural, um, non-toxic, organic, just simple nature things. And so after Ezra, my skin was horrible and it had been horrible for a while, even before I got pregnant. And when I tell you Kim brought my skin back to life, it was the first time in years where I could not wear makeup. And it did like leaps and bounds for how I felt about myself and how I looked in the mirror and, and felt when I saw myself. Like it, it just really like did a trans- transformation for me. And I'm going to have her on the show at one point where she can go into everything as far as like skincare. But also, you know, Kim and I became friends because <laughs> it was an, it's an hour and a half facial that I have with her. And we just like talk and it's a very therapeutic setting. It's, you know, very serene, calming. And she is an incredible woman and she looks amazing. I'm not going to tell you how old Kim is because you don't discuss a woman's age. But she does not look her age at all. And I feel like she is a walking advertisement for her business. Because whatever you do, you do hair. Your hair has to be on point. You do skin care. Your skin has to look amazing. And her skin is flawless. (laughs) Like she is a very beautiful woman on the inside and outside. And I highly recommend her services. And I continue to see her now, even though I'm pregnant again. She uses all natural products on me, and um, there's only but so much that can be done because, like I said, I can't consume chemicals right now, and my skin is doing what it does when I get pregnant. It's broken out, a lot of scarring. It's not as bad as it was when I was pregnant with Ezra, but it isn't as nice as it was when I started seeing Kim. Um, But she was a huge thing for me with self-care, and I continue to see her, and I'm going to continue to see her probably for the rest of my life. Um, Something that I did add was getting massages. I go to the Touch of Art Massage Therapy, or the Art of Touch, I'm sorry. The Art of Touch Massage is in Midtown, and I see a prenatal massage therapist. This was something I did not do for my first pregnancy, And it's done amazing for me. Um, For a while, I've been suffering from some shoulder, back, and neck pain, which I think has something to do with the size of my breast. (laughs) Um, They've gotten incredibly large (laughs) since I've been pregnant. And I've always kind of had a large chest. Sometimes it's not noticeable because I may wear two sports bras. um, Or I like to wear like flowy clothes or bigger clothes. So you may not necessarily see it, but they're they're pretty big. And um, I'm going to do something about it after I have my baby later on because I have some really bad back and shoulder pains. And so going to my massage therapist helps tremendously. Um, I started out getting hour massages, and more recently I've gotten an hour and a half, a 90-minute massage. And I will say that this place charges like a really good reasonably priced compared to like some of those upscale like spas that would be like 200 and up like bliss spa or even woodhouse spa um for a 90 minute massage it's like 120 and i think that's pretty good 
Um, and for a regular hour massage, it's $90. And it's good work. Like, it feels good. And the other thing about the Touch of Art, or the Art of Touch, excuse me, is that they have an art gallery inside of the um, spa lounge. And they switch out the art every three months, I believe. And I'm a connoisseur of art. I love purchasing art. I love viewing art. And it's nice to look at. Plus, they have really good massage therapists, great customer service, and highly recommend it. And the other thing that I do, um, was it twice a year, is I see my hairstylist. Um, before, I didn't really get my hair done. <laughs> but for the past two years, since 2018, I've routinely gotten my hair done twice a year. And I, and I say that because um, I'm natural. So most things I can do myself, like twist outs or just having it in a puff or whatnot. But I see my hairstylist once in the winter and once in the spring. And I get a good trim, deep condition, all of that hair maintenance. And um, I'll get a press. So I only put heat on my hair twice a year. But Kaylee takes great care of my hair. She gives me tips, recommendations. And my hair is like the healthiest it's been in my entire life. It's super thick. And it gets longer and longer. And she's just a really great hairstylist. And if you're ever interested in getting any type of hair color, she's really good. And I think she has good prices as well. She's really good with cut and color. I think she's phenomenal with that. And she's a cool person as well to just talk to while you're sitting in the chair. That's really funny and, and a cool person. Um, so that's with self-care. And those are also some recommendations that I can give you as far as um, some things to do. But self-care, sometimes people think of it as taking a bubble bath or getting your nails done. Self-care can look like anything. Self-care can just be sitting in your room by yourself in silence for 10 minutes a day. That can be self-care. It can be just doing anything that you love. Like today, before I recorded the podcast, I went for a two-mile run on one of the routes that isn't far from my house. And I love running. Love running. Running is so therapeutic for me. It is my go-to. It has been forever. I played soccer in college, and I did cross-country in high school and soccer and basketball, running is my thing. And I feel like naturally, it's like a breathing exercise. It's a stress reliever. I love it. And running is harder for me when I'm pregnant, just because of the pelvic pressure. When you come down, which each, you know, run as you're going along. But you know, I try to get like the right tights that'll support my stomach. And I can't run as fast as I can when I'm not pregnant, because I'm carrying a load right now. But I love it, and that's my self-care. So just thinking about what your self-care is. And the next one is reading. Um, so there's two books that I'm reading right now. Um, one of them is called The Postnatal Depletion Cure. So remember when I was talking about goop. <laughs> um, this one is by a doctor. His name is Oscar... Cyril Lack, I think is how you say his name. And he is a researcher um, as well as a physician who has kind of coined this term called, I'm opening something, so forgive me. 
um, coined this term called postnatal depletion. And so you know how we have postpartum depression. He also believes in how sleep deprivation pretty much, to sum it up and put it in layman's terms, can affect so many other areas of our lives. And he has come up with a list of things to kind of help you not feel depleted, basically. So I'm reading that, and um, the subtitle is A Complete Guide to Rebuilding Your Health and Reclaiming Your Energy. So once I'm finished it, I'm going to give you a review of it. The second thing I'm reading is called Passing, and it's by Nella Larson. I can't remember where I found out about this book. Um, oh, I remember. So what was the name of that movie? Anyway, so I was talking to a friend um, about a movie. And when it comes to me, I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, why couldn't you think of it? But somehow it got me to researching the person who wrote the movie to then stumbling upon Nella Larson. But basically it's about an African-American woman who has the appearance of a Caucasian woman and lives her life passing as a white woman and just the trials and tribulations that she goes through. And it's a pretty brief imitation of life. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> I'm sitting here like... Why can't I think of the movie? I was talking to a friend about the movie Imitation of Life. And I looked up what it was based off of, which led me to the writer Nella Larson, which led me to the book. And I purchased the book. So um, this is the book that I got. I haven't started reading it. It's a pretty brief book. I think, is it even? A, it's 100 pages. So it's super short. Um, I could probably be able to knock it out in a day or two. So I'll give you that review, but um, reading is something that I want to do more of. And the other thing is breathe, mama, breathe. This is something that's helpful for you with going into that meditation that I was talking about. This is something by Shonda Morales. She's a master social worker and an LCSW. Um, and she wrote this and she gives 65 strategies to help you turn everyday moments into your own mindful breaks. So this is another form of like self-care, being able to just be present, mindful, meditate in 65 different ways. She offers it and finding those loopholes throughout your day to be able to do something for you um, to kind of help you get through. So those are three things that I'm going to share. The last thing that I want to do is being able to be a more mindful mother. <laughs> I put that on my vision board and I say that because... I think that I do a good job being present with Ezra, but I always think that there's room to grow because I think that on top of being a mom, we're also just humans, um, just regular people who are tired from work, um, tired from the commute, has to clean the house, has to cook, has to pay bills, just have to manage everything. And sometimes we just want to sit down. And if I sit down and I just want to watch something on TV I may hand him his tablet so he can watch something on his TV. And we're both just kind of like mentally checked out for like a little bit. And then I'll feel bad because I feel like I should really engage with him. And so last year I did a good job as far as trying to do an activity with him. Um, at least every other day that we're together. So rather that's us doing a puzzle, um, 
I pulled out all of my art supplies and we got into watercoloring and doing pictures together. And I even bought him a um, something that he can wear whenever he does art. Um, we do coloring together of pictures. We'll go to the park. We'll go outside. He and his dad will play soccer together outside or throw the football. We'll do cars together. Um, we bought him a grocery store for Christmas, and he loves that. So I'll pretend to be the shopper, and he'll ring me up, and vice versa. We'll read books together. Um, we'll sing together, and I'm trying to teach him how to meditate as much as you can to an almost three-year-old. Um, and that may just be like in the scope of being able to just sit still and do some breathing exercises for like 10 seconds we'll do. And we may just like count our breaths. I'll do it in like that way. But I want to do more things um, of just being present, more projects. He did get some Lego blocks for Christmas from his uncle. And each set creates a different type of object, rather like a car or a house or something. And it came with, I think, like the 20 different sets of things that we can build together. So I plan on doing that, but I just want to be more present with him. So being able to manage the time that I need to check out and relax and not let that run into just me just being lazy and not wanting to engage. Just being mindful of that. Like, I don't think I'm doing a poor job, but I think I can do a better job. Um, so I hit up a couple of different things just for you guys to think about. So we talked about nurturing relationships. We talked about meditation, self-care, um, some books that I'm reading, and we talked about um, just being a mindful mom. And what I would love to hear back from you is, what are some things that you're working on for yourself? Or even in those areas that I mentioned, how do you feel like you're doing? <clears throat> is there any way um, that you feel like you are doing really well and you want to share and, and we talk about it? Or is there any way that you feel like you're struggling and you would like to have more tips? I would absolutely love to know. So please email me at Keisha at KeishaReeves.com or you can even DM me on Push Through Box um, on Instagram. So that's at Push Through Box or email me at Keisha at KeishaReeves.com. And please rate, review, share the podcast so that other people can listen and we can create this huge community where we just shift and share and exchange information and resources. I would love to hear from you guys. But that's all today. Next week is going to be another great show. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. And until next time, have a great week.